Hey, what's going on? It is episode 203 of the Him and Man podcast. This is Dave. And this is Ben. So a lot of people came at me oddly and were like, hey, what's been going on with you? Are you okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and like, you swore a ton in the last episode. And I was like, nah, I don't I don't think so. But then as, as the week went by, more and more people were concerned about me. They're, so, wor- they're worried about your uh, freedom? I, no, I think they thought that I was like losing it or something. They're like, usually you maintain and you're professional and you didn't, you don't swear. But what'd you say? I guess I dropped a couple F bombs. A couple F bombs? I guess. But, but I always say that as long as it's in, um, it comes out naturally and not, it's not forced or anything like that. In if my you're not opinion, forcing it. Yeah, that makes sense. I always think like we have fairly good mic discipline like i avoid some blue material just for obvious reasons and i try not to cuss too much but i noticed the other day we used that marco polo app and i was talking to you and i was like jesus dude every other word is like on you or me me okay well let's so like like i'm just saying imagine me without thinking anyone else is gonna hear it but you so i'm like yeah so effing i don't know it's just a bunch of effing s and just like it's all effing just gay and i didn't even notice any of it like it it didn't register with me as like man he's he's going hard on the f's because every once in a while i'll rewatch something i sent to see if i worded it right or whatever (laughs) and i'm just like there's no way to word that any worse you just keep throwing cuss words i will say 40 to 42 percent of our communication is you with your shirt off which, oh, yeah. you know, when we were texting before, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. And now I'm I'm wondering if, uh, if you're text... hamming it up for the Marco Polo or if you're always shirtless. No, I text with my pants off. I Marco Polo with my shirt off. Okay. Well. Um, because you always are like, let's Marco Polo right now. And uh, my... I don't say let's Marco Polo. I Marco Polo. Okay. Just for, for, <laughs> for, for, okay, for yeah, argument's yeah. sake. Uh, what had happened the last couple of years, me and Ben start getting snippy at one another, just like most people, because when you text, you can't tell, a, you can't see a person's face. So you don't know if they're being snarky right. or if they're being a wise ass or, you know, maybe that's the same thing. But um, I feel like Marco Polo, which is kind of like Snapchat, except it keeps, you make a little video and then it keeps it linear. So you can look in the bottom tray and go back to videos and rewatch yeah. them. It's, everything stays it's a, on board unless thread. you physically delete it. It's right. still a thread. It's a video thread. So I told Ben at the beginning of this year, starting January 1, the the only way I would communicate with him via outside of uh, calling, which he refuses to answer the phone. I'm not doing it. Is to Marco Polo, and, and we pretty much stayed strong for the most part. Um, I think it works out well. We have uh, we it's, pre- it's 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 wor- <laughs> it's definitely working out. It's certainly easier to drop animosity. I'm really particular with text. For some reason, I always get rubbed the wrong way with the text. I'm like, what? Who does this person like? It's it's way better, Marco Polo. So you'll always Marco Polo me, and I've uh, got this new weird thing where I'm uh, running or exercising all the time lately. So I just happen to be on a treadmill, and so I just yeah, take my I, shirt off. And I, then... I feel like if 
uh, if I get a phone call and I'm on the treadmill, I'll usually send one of those like, you know, the texts that say like, hey, I'll have to call you back, the preloaded ones. I mean, you could wait. There's no exigency. Because no, usually you're I out of breath. There's, you. there's sweat pouring in. You're wiping your eyes. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, sweat in my eye. And yeah. Armpit hair. It's just, it's not a good scene. Like a red-faced tomato. Well, with that being said, I believe our communication is a lot better. And I suggest, uh, I don't work for Marco Polo. I get nothing for it. But I feel like it's it, it's helped us immensely. But anyway, so people. Uh, and do it with your shirt off. Well, there was a time when we first did Marco Polo years ago where, like, every one I had less clothes on. Do you remember? Like, I did it first. <laughs> I think it was one... you and your brother. I did it to you and your brother. <laughs> yes. And then you did one from the bathroom. Yeah. And the I was other like, day. I was like, dude, are you in the bathroom? You're like, no, of course not. But then. It... <laughs> well, the thing was, is I had, I actually tilted the phone to a way to where you could not see the top of the toilet tank or it was just mm. white wall. So I don't know if my shoulders were hunched forward or what specifically led you to believe, uh, yeah. you know. Speaking of toilet tank, uh, mm. I got my bidet. It you was, did. Uh, I didn't pay for it. It was donated. Okay. By a friend slash listener that okay. said, "Hey, I got this bidet. I can't remember why, but it, it didn't fit their tank. It didn't." I feel like you're a can, a like a can bidet. girl with one of those like Amazon wish lists, and you're just like, "Hey, you don't have to pay me, but go to my Amazon wish list and." Uh, you know, Is that what gifts. they do? What do you What do you mean? Well, right. Explain. So, like, there's a cam girl that takes their. Okay, I'm already taking my clothes off via video. Right. So that's already happening. Yeah, and so. So if you want to give me anything else, Marco Polo me, you, and then I will Marco Polo you with less and less clothes. Right. Uh, and it will end with me. Well, dude, yeah. I need the money right now. Just give me like whatever. So the concept, we'll negotiate it. The concept is is above and beyond these uh, video ladies. Uh, taking their clothes off they also have like a, a wish list and this go there's like twitter ones and like okay. i need like instagram so i get it's not it's so not if you exclusive. get like a private 10 minutes then you're like it's not even that it's i'll like, buy you that drone you wanted dude it's not even that like if you go to some of these uh like instagram pages they'll be like in the bio it'll say like wish list or amazon and you click on it and it's okay. just some some hot chick basically saying hey if you like looking at pictures of me maybe you'd consider buying me a hibachi grill and this is the one I want. Whoa. It's like a registry for getting married. Like a wedding registry, yeah. except for it's, it's Like, I'm just, just hot, so solely... why don't you buy me this? And they don't do anything for it. Well, listen, you could just do that, or you could, do, you could like, take them out to dinner in a movie. No, you can't. And then buy them. So, well, not them in particular. But okay. What I'm saying is, like, you could... You're going to spend the money one way or another... So might as well. Be, this is very frank yeah, but, about it. But but these girls, you, you're just spending money on buying them gifts, and you've never met them, and you don't even know if they're the real person, because it's just like a yeah. picture on Instagram. That's super a, weird. Yeah. Well, this is the way of the world nowadays. I like that it's just like, hey, um, like I'm gonna brew coffee with no clothes on. I really need a Nintendo. Right. <laughs> so, right. why don't we marry these two ideas? You know what I'm saying? Somehow, some way, you managed to get a bidet without doing the GoFundMe. So, but I'm it, saying, it let out. me parlay this. I'll okay. Marco Polo me. I'll talk to you on the treadmill. I also. Um, You're saying this to me or to anybody no, in the audience? No, I'm just, just, just whoring myself out okay, right now. Gotcha. Like, yeah, I also uh, need a mattress now. I need uh like, <laughs> I need. I want to get one of those ones they send you in the mail and you just pop it open. I want to get canvas prints of my kids from photos that I already have, but I don't really want to pay for them. Because they're like 50 bucks. So Marco Polo and me will work something out. 
I'll just put pictures of you know on my wish list for that. Do you? Re- I think you have to know the person. You have to give out your phone number in order for people to mark find you on Marco Polo, or mm. they can they can give you theirs and you can search them. That's probably the easiest. Well, there's a way. To, DM there's a way to ha- make it happen. That's for sure. So I got this bidet. Okay. I have not installed it yet because I'm not sure which which toilet to put toilet it on. to put it. The on. one where the kids aren't around. Don't you have one of those like a master? Yeah, it's a little more complicated than that. But I'm just not sure which one at this time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not going to divulge anymore. I just not sure where to install this, and I don't want to install it twice. Well, I don't know that it's even able to be installed twice. Do they make one? Remember the bumper dumper? Uh, Brandmeier used to always oh, advertise whoa. it, where like you basically carry it around in your car. It's a toilet seat, and you hook it onto your the bumper of your pickup truck. And then it holds your weight up, and you just put like a bag underneath it or whatever, so you can back your pickup truck up. Okay. So kind of the same thing where you could take this bidet just wherever you go uh, with you. Could you do that, or do you have to hook it up? I don't know how it works. I'm assuming you have I to mean, pipe it into the water supply. It's got to go into water so supply. So it's like semi-permanent. Yeah, it's definitely got to be installed. Okay. Like like a faucet or well, another fixture I didn't know would if, be. Yeah, I didn't know if there was like a way that maybe you could get a water bottle and at the same blow into the tube with your mouth, therefore forcing air out of the bottom of the tube. We could come up. You're with talking something. about like a crazy straw, like, like, you know, like those yeah. crazy straws that are also like glasses. <laughs> yes. They're like goggles and you wear them. Yeah. Except for you sit down, you sit down, you put these goggles on, you just blow into it and you go, well, that was way better than toilet paper. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, and it's the, the optics are way better. It's just way better looking. But how's that for the universe speaking back to you? I said, hey, I need a bidet. I mean, and then that, somebody was like, here, I have an extra bidet. I, mean, I feel like if it if it was the universe speaking back, you would have thought about it and it would have happened, but you straight up requested it and somebody fulfilled How's that for the universe speaking back <laughs> when you specifically ask for something? Right. <laughs> that, that worked out very well for you. Let me word it how you like. So I was talking to um, a dude at work and we were talking about um, dreaming. Because last night I had a weird scenario. I've never... I maybe had this one time before, and I was talking to my wife about it, and I forget what she called it. It's not lucid dreaming, but it's, I woke up from a terrible nightmare, and I remember the nightmare specifically, and, oh, uh, sleep paralysis, and I was frozen. I could not move my fingers, my hands, my toes, anything, and I even consciously told myself, like, move your body, and I could not. Is this like, you that was telling? I'm having weird deja vu. Were you telling me about this already? No. First time I, I didn't tell you about it yet at all, no. Oh, my God. Somebody else, like a, like a week ago, was saying they had the same thing. They got up. No, I didn't get up. Like, he woke up. You mean. No. Like, he was conscious but couldn't move. That's what happened to me, man. Get, dude, a guy I work with, somebody said, go on. This so, is crazy. Yeah, I was I was sleeping last night. I I, uh, I drifted off. I watched uh, the first episode of True Detective, and oh, then I drifted yeah. off to bed or to sleep. And about probably about two in the morning, I woke up like I had this dream that I was in my grandmother's house in Highland uh, when I was a kid. It was, you know, I remember it from growing up. Yeah. And there was something I was coming up the ba- the basement lights were off and I was coming up the stairs and something was pulling me back into the basement. Not, not nothing was grabbing me, but it was like a almost like a suction, like a force that was pulling me back down. And I was tr- I was forcing like really trying to get up the stairs and I could not. And I remember like screaming, like yelling to get loose. And the next thing I know, I, I think I woke up and I was in my bed and I felt like I was completely awake and I, I was completely paralyzed. My heart was racing. I could not move. 
Um, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't do anything. I just sat there and I couldn't, I was like telling myself to close my fist or wiggle my toes. Couldn't do a damn thing. What? For probably a minute and a half. There is a name for that because I, yeah, someone... it's called sleep paralysis. Okay. That's so that's what it ended up being. So, okay. I then woke up this, I went, I fell back asleep somehow. I don't remember like falling back to sleep, but I remember being awake and being conscious of the fact that I could not move and, and re- thinking to myself, this is sleep paralysis. I've heard about this before. So it was weird. So I got up and I was, uh, I was talking to a dude at work about it. And he's like, well, I have this problem where, um, I wake up screaming at the top of my lungs. And he goes years ago, I was at a cabin in the woods with my brother, like 5,000 acres of woods surrounding us and nobody else. And he goes, I literally screamed at the top of my lungs and my brother had to wake me up. And then I went to bed and or sleep, and 15 minutes later, I did the same thing again. And he was like, dude, qu- quit messing around. Dude. You're freaking me out. And I said, and this guy is recently back in the the the, uh, the dating scene, and I was like, man, how horrifying would that be? Dude. If, if a, a new a new lady that you were, were betting was spending the night, and you woke up at blood-curdling screams as a grown-ass man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird, though, because... Um, he was like you. He's like, dude, tell me what, what what happened to you. And I told him the story. He's like, I think I've had that happen. But oddly enough, I believe I was above myself looking at myself sleeping and not being able to move. But I could what? feel that I couldn't move. It was the weirdest thing you ever. You could see yourself? Yes. So that's, you're pretty close to dying then. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I mean, I that's know. what it's like. Except you see yourself or you just keep going and then you're like, adios. Oh, I did the normal thing everybody does these days. And I got online and I looked and Googled um just that sleep paralysis and it said like you know it's just irregular sleeping uh, avoid caffeine before bed avoid anything that's like you know any harsh uh intake visual or, or audio like right before bed so all those things that I, that i do so it was just a matter of time and I, I remembered that i this had happened to me one time in the past but this was dude it was so vivid because i remember this scene in my grandma's basement and then I was just locked in. Then I went to sleep, and I don't remember what I dreamed after after that. So well, what's crazy to me is that you have that, but then you're able to go back to sleep. Like you just right. Like you're like, I can't move. You would think that can't move, not being able to move and all that emotional freak out would then wake you up. Like you'd wake up like in a sweat, like oh, you know. But but now I'm thinking because he was asking me, he's like, "Are you sure you were awake?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I was awake. It was so vivid." He's like, well, what if you were still sleeping? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the craziest thing ever. But and I think when I looked it up, it said you can be halfway between the two, and have like some sense of consciousness. But anyway, my whole point was, as much as creepy as that was, I started telling the story, and he stole my thunder by telling me he he's a 45 year old man who screams blood curdling screams three times a week. What do you what do you say to that? I, I mean, he wakes himself up screaming. This he, is a constant thing for him. This he is says normal. three times a week, which isn't probably an exaggeration. But, but even, even if it's if one once time a week, week. Yeah, right? It's horrifying to me. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're just like, bro, like, I'm never going out of town for any kind of work related function. Like you go on. I mean, you go on a right date now. and you're just like, you know, you should just stay the night. You finally talk yeah. to him to stay the night. Everything's everything's going cool, and then like. Who knows? Like, she gets up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, and then she wakes up just to hear you, like, you know. You're well, scared. especially, like, nowadays, like I told you, it's like a perfect stranger situation a lot of times with these internet hookups. It's not, you don't really have to date a lot in order to have somebody maybe spend the night or or be next to you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's not like a girl you've, like, 
courted for six months and all of a sudden she decides to spend the night. This might be the first date. Right, right. She and just the, she doesn't know you if you're right. a serial killer or not. She <laughs> right. probably assumes you are, which would be a good assumption now I at mean, this point. You have to think this is a severely damaged person. And we laugh together talking about it, but I'm like, dude, I, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is, but for both of us. Does he, well, especially him for sure. Did, now do you, is, is he saying why he doesn't know why he's doing the blood curling screen? No, no. But he also said that he remembered one time having a dream coming up from a basement that was completely paneled, just like my grandma's. I'm like, wonder if we were in the oh, same I didn't know dream. About the, I didn't know about the wood paneling. This is like, you're describing like that, uh, my that demon house in Gary right now. Well, I never saw it. It's all but, tied in. But all I can tell you is, um, I have the weirdest, I've had the weirdest sleeping issues for many years. Like sometimes I'll have uh, like super insomnia where I'll just stay awake for, for days on end where I feel like I do, but I don't really? like, I'll lay in bed and listen to, um, like you'll you know, think you didn't sleep, but you actually did sleep for an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I was working and I, I got up in the middle of the night and had to go to work the other night and I got home at, I want to say four thirty, and I had to be up to get the kids on the bus at six thirty. So then I was in this weird space where I was like, should I even bother going to sleep? It's probably going to be because I had to then work the whole next day. And I'm like, is it worth it to go to sleep or am I going to be worse off if I do? And I laid in my bed and I listened to a podcast and I know I was at least listening for 45 minutes. And the next thing I know, my alarm went off. So it didn't feel like I slept, though, but I did. You know what I mean? Right. Like you laid there. You went through the motions. I felt completely not. I, it got no benefit. Like the rest didn't take. No, it like when a shower doesn't take. Like you sleep, but the sleep didn't take. It yeah, didn't, it didn't it, do anything. And it kinda... took me probably two and a half to three days to get back in like a normal sleep cycle. Where shift I felt, work will do that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Thank shift God I don't do that, that anymore. But when I do, you know, once in a while, when I have to get up in the middle of the night and go out, it's it's, it's rough, dude. Because then I'm, I'm up drinking coffee, trying to get stuff done, and then I want to come home and go to bed, and then I have to work the next day. So no, it's just, it's garbage. It's just yeah, it's, it's totally garbage. So he's a maniac. I'm a maniac. I was just wondering if you're a maniac too. If you have any crazy sleep related? No, dude. I walk around all the time. What I do is I get dressed. Like I get undressed for Marco Polo. I get my clothes on. Um, I wake up often. Not often. Once every couple to few weeks, I'll wake up in full clothing. Like I'll go to sleep in sweats or shorts, and that's it. And I'll wake up with everything. Sometimes even a coat. Every, everything on, and I'm back in bed. Because I think I get up and my brain goes like, you better get ready for work. You better grab your stuff. I grab it and then somehow you some some part of my brain goes like, no, no, it's not time yet. You're good. And I go back to bed fully clothed. Dude, what if, what if your wife and or girlfriend was like making, this goes for anybody, making your like uh, every day would like put your clothes on or like uh, make the bed a little shorter or like just like drive you insane to the point where like, you know, it was like, Hey, I'm going to play the long game day by day. And I'm going to do these little things while you're sleeping and make it so subtle that you oh. check yourself in some sort of asylum or something. That like, would be mental warfare at its highest level. <laughs> I, I think yeah. like, like just start putting your socks and shoes on. That's right, it right. later on, like pants and socks. And, and then shoes. just waking up be like, what is with your socks and shoes? Like, and then giving you shit about it. Like That's just so, totally yeah. being, what yeah. are you hiding from me that you're putting your socks and shoes on every day? Do you think you could, uh, someone could drive you insane like that? It wouldn't take that. I mean, but, I, yeah. I, I sleep so light. It, it couldn't happen to me. I don't think, but, I I uh I used to. Now I 
when I first had my kids, it was like a pin would drop, and I'd be like, I'd wake up and like grab a gun, you know what I mean? And now I'm just like, <laughs> well, I noticed that uh, again with this. I, I guess I was attributing um, my time in the the uh, sensory deprivation tank and how I felt. Again, I only did it once. I have to do it again, and my experience I felt was pretty great. But being able to separate or, you know, my brain works different as far as I'm concerned. So I thought maybe that's why that sleep paralysis, like I had these extreme situations and I thought, ah, maybe I'm like a, like a mutant, like a superhero. Like I'm able to really separate myself from myself, but I don't don't think that's the case. That'd be extreme. Well, I mean, they do that with meditation, right? Yeah. Don't people do it with meditation? Oh, for sure, yeah. Well, you're so aware of your surroundings that you're... There is no you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Harris talks about, like you have no head. There is no head. There's just not. There's not one. There's maybe a reflection of one, but what is that? You know what I mean? It gets all crazy deep and existential. Yeah, I, f- I feel. I feel like uh, for I don't know what what superpower that would would be, but uh, I don't know how worthwhile it is. But I don't know if it would help you fighting crime. No, <laughs> no, I think you're right about that. <laughs> you're like they're going to rob the bank. Hold on, hold on. Give me a. Uh, uh, Give me two large coffees, six melatonin, and I'll, I'll meet you guys in like three hours. Uh, another thing, <laughs> I, 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 I put something out on our Facebook page, and we had touched on it in the past, just in, in passing, but I wanted to formally ask people. Oh, um, yeah. Because once again, I come across this situation where I'm talking to people about music, and, and uh, I just realize like how important music is to me. All the time, every day, as every day passes, like how much more important it is. Like I'm going away from listening to podcasts. And I, I, at one point I was 100% podcast, no music. And now again, I'm probably like 60% music, 40% podcast. It's funny. I'm, I'm doing the same lately too. I'm just sort of burnt out, you know. So I've been playing my guitar a lot more. And I've been yeah. listening to music a lot more and talking about music. And in doing so, one thing that always comes up and always interests me is talking to people about the music that they had to hide that they were stuff that they were taking in that their parents couldn't know about or that they thought their parents could wouldn't understand or wouldn't appreciate yeah so when i was growing up uh in the early 80s early to mid 80s i remember uh tipper gore that pmrc you know all the the um, yeah, yeah. the music labeling with the stupid like uh parental warnings and yeah. you know, labels and stuff oh, like that oh that was like synonymous with coolness if you saw that label it was like this that's is, what you this wanted what's up yeah. and I, and i remember um i think i talked about this before my mom was really i don't know she saw it they stopped. She didn't want us to watch MTV because Devo's Whip It video, where she's like, "Oh, somebody whips a girl's clothes off." And uh, I remember her not being a big fan of Ozzy, and I also remember her hating Ice T because she saw on like Phil Donahue or one of these shows, like Ice T had a song where he talked about like raping a girl with his flat, like a flashlight, or there was Oof, some. I, for some reason, that sticks out in my head. I don't remember the song. Uh, but those are things my mom was like, you're not listening to that. This is this, uh, you know, this garbage is not going to be in my house. Okay. So in those days we had this thing where, I mean, they, I guess later they did it with blank CDs, but I don't know that people made CDs to hide the music they were listening to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like in the, in the days of cassette tapes, a lot of times it'd be like, you know, one of your buddies would get a cassette and then everybody would just copy it rather than buy it themselves is the cheapest and right, best way to do right, it like right. an older brother or yeah 
So some people were out there making mixtapes for their boyfriends and girlfriends and, and, and their buddies to introduce them to new music. Well, other people like me, my cousin Steve, for example, he would take like a Maxell blank tape and he would put a bunch of cool stuff on it. Like he put like whatever record on there. And then he would like do like graffiti art to it and put stickers on it. And I, it was sort of like my mom would never think twice to even ask me what I was listening to. Just assumed it was weird Al or like, you know, something something really clandestine. And I've, I've said this, I used to listen to uh, Andrew Dice Clay and I would have the headphones on and on the way home and my mom would be listening to Linda Ronstadt or whatever it was. She was listening to Tom Petty. A lot of Linda Ronstadt. And, and, and I was always listening to this stuff in the car. Uh, And so I put it out to, on our Facebook page, which is where we've been doing a lot of communicating with people for whatever reason, the Facebook page has been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of um, communication. And so I put it out to people. And I just want to read you and read you some of the responses I got. So the question I put out was, what cassette tape did you hide from your parents? Simple. My cousin Steve, the guy I was just talking about, and I remember he gave me this this tape as well, and I had to hide it. My mom wouldn't have even known who Too Short was, but if she did, she would not have approved. <laughs> okay. Too Short. Uh, he says Too, too Short and uh, Ice Tea. And, uh, again, he made me those tapes, and, and I, I know my mom would not have approved. Um Let's see. Cypress Hill. Uh, that's uh, Kevin Keppel. Yeah. So he puts Cypress Hill. Chris McCoolis says Metallica and Justice for All. Um, well, Cypress Hill was a big one because I remember they had that big, like, like uh, they had, uh, how do you go? Uh, Hits from the ball. Something you can't understand. How I could just kill a man. They were talking about, they were talking about sawed off shotguns, killing people, and hits from the bong. And it was all that wrapped up in once. I, I remember weird. that floating around my house and also being like stuffed in in chop drawers, you know. Well, okay, so Chris McCoolis says Metallica and Justice for All, and then he says he came home one day and, and uh, he found it in a pickle jar or in pickle juice. Like they, his mom or dad had trashed it and stuck it in the pickle juice oh, jar. I wonder if they like took the pickles out first. This is another one for me that I definitely had, and I definitely made a dub tape so my parents wouldn't know I was listening to it. In fact, we used to take on top of the tape; it had like the little the little wings. If you bought a tape from a company, like you know, the, uh, like a legitimate. Um, I don't know what. what oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had the things punched out. So right. if if Warner Brothers put out a tape, they had they had the little tabs punched out, which means you could not record. There was over little it. breakable tabs. However, if you put Scotch tape over it, Correct. you could tape over it. So what Correct. we would do also is take a tape like the monkeys, put the t- put the tape over it record over it to blank and then record whatever you wanted or you wow. didn't even need to record to blank but that's then, a lot of steps to hide from your parents well, you needed to do that if your parents were you know were up your ass that was the same with your clothing you would hide right right man you had a whole second life so uh chris doppler puts uh says uh two live crew as nasty as they want to be and for sure i had that is that and, the one with all the butts on the yes, cover yes so yes. yeah you had, had band in the usa i think was on or maybe that was the band in the usa record I just remember it had all the butts but it had f martinez on it i think and it was just a song where they, they talk about the, the, the two district attorneys they were and their wives. just crass for being crass <laughs> right. yeah, yeah totally yeah. not talented i mean we have to look back no but i mean uh, you Thanks. said Easy E definitely. Um, Easy does it, correct? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Is that the one where he's got a song about? 
He gets high and drinks with his buddies, and yes. then he robs a bank. That, well, and then in mid, he goes to moved, rape somebody. That was the one. He goes yeah. to rape somebody, and mid-rape, he finds out it's a dude. Right, and he wants to kill them. He then gets mad, so he shoots the dude. Right. Yes, that's the one. That was the one. I was like, they. Uh, I mean, I was raised in a religious house. I was like, I was like, this one can't get found. In, in case they go like, what what's are you listening? In case the they stakes? give it a spin. Oh, I mean, my my soul. I'm going to hell for one. That's would for your mom sure. drag you to one of those footloose esque parties at the library mm. where they're burning books and, and throw your cassettes? No, it was just all shame based. It oh, would just okay. be like we're so ashamed that you listen to that, that you enjoy that. Would it's they like, make the you listen? They're like, we're going to make you listen to this tape. All the way through 25 times in front of your grandmother. Yeah, you listen to that Easy E record. You learn every word. Like you learn. You you want to get, you want to get what you got coming to you. That and Bone Thugs. I didn't put Bone Thugs in Harmony, but the you, same. You put Guns and Roses, which we talked about before. Appetite. Well, that was my first real. My friend gave me that cassette. That was my mm-hmm. first real like cassette ever. That wasn't Michael Jackson or religious music. So I was like, dude, this just this needs to stay. And then Onyx. Dude, that was like well, Onyx was because the song, the record was called "Back to Fuck Up," B A C D A. You know, it was all one word. Right. It was called "Back to Fuck Up," and uh, do you think your mom would have read that and really even tried to figure, like, sounded out like a vanity license plate? Well, it had a song called "Sucking the Next Ends D." Right, that was what it was called, and that was how the chorus went. <laughs> and me and my buddy Johnny Reese. Oh, loved this album. Loved it. Loved it. Stick, uh, stick and move was on you? there. Slam. Duh, right. duh, duh. We went camping. He and I. Well, he went with my family. We all went camping like a family trip, and he came with us. And we were in the back of my parents' Aerostar, like it was bench seats, you know. So we were in the back there. I had a little CD player. It took like what are they like eight double A's at the once, disc man. which was like a week's worth of. I mean. Imagine if someone said, like, hey, do I literally listen to my iPod, but it literally costs $100, like, a day. <laughs> right. That's what it felt like to me. So we would go back there with headphones and take turns listening to it and looking at the liner notes and the lyrics, mm. memorizing it and listening to it over and over and laughing. And the other one would be, like, waiting for his turn, all while we were hoping nobody would ask what right. you guys were listening to. So it was not just hiding. It was, like, actively hiding. It was, like, hiding in plain sight. Dan Young says uh, NWA, Public Enemy, and Debbie Gibson. So I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I that... can understand the Debbie Gibson part 100%. Uh, and then um, Rich Simpson says Eddie Murphy, which I will agree. So Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, did, I didn't find agree. that out till later, but I mean, that would make 100% sense. Um, Chris Tucker says The Chronic Album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Swearington says, pungent stench and cannibal corpse and carcass. Sounds uh, filthy. <laughs> Sounds super filthy. Uh, Julie Ulaki says, appetite for destruction and faith no more is the real thing. Uh, but she says her parents bought those for her. So, I mean, she's lucky. That- she didn't have to hide them. Yeah. No, so that really doesn't count. Um. And then uh, Lisa Grozik says the Thrill Kill Cult and Lords of Acid for obvious reasons. So probably okay. just the title that sells because they're just like I, you're not going to listen to something with acid in it, right? And then Eric Ivan says Led Zeppelin. Uh, and uh, my brother end up saying NWA, Two Live Crew, Andrew Dice Clay. So it all yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Ruben Lopez said Cheech and Chong's Big Bamboo on vinyl. And then Alan Muskowski says Dr. Dre, the Chronic album as well. So it's, it's mm, the Chronic was it's a big one yeah. because the Chronic it looked like 
the zigzag. Right. Remember the yes. cover of it looked like like what a zigzag package looked like. I did, I don't think my mom would have recognized that as that though. I don't know. Even if she just thought it looked too Arabic. I'll tell you what. <laughs> She'd be like, listen, whatever this is, it looks like it comes from a, a I feel bodega. Like, I remember my mom bought me, uh, man, I'd be fifth or sixth grade. She, I, I asked her to buy me a folder. It was a school folder for, for like the first day of school. And it looked like a record album. It was like a size of a record album. And it looked like it had a record coming out of the top of it above and beyond the folder. And it was... Twisted Sisters Stay Hungry. So it was like oh Twisted Sister like crawling on the top of like a car toward, mm. you know, the camera or whatever, mm-hmm. holding like a bunch of bloody bones. And at the time I was like, this is totally metal. I didn't, you know, I didn't know any better, but she she did she did get me that. So that was super cool of her. But um I don't remember us I, I just know it wouldn't have been accepted to have most of the stuff I was listening to. And we it was just like uh I probably went out of my way to tape them on stuff that she she would just assume was, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Even though I didn't have to, but I figured it was it was worth the effort. And I'm sure now listening back, she'll be like, I appreciate it, at least you. You know, you bring up Twisted Sister. I was thinking about that this, this week. I was reading a book called uh, Drinking with Strangers by mm-hmm. Butch Walker, who was in some, like, 80s bands. And uh, he was in, like, late 80s. <clears throat> he was in, like, a 90s one-hit wonder, and he writes a lot of songs for current artists. He talks about, like, his rise to fame in the late 80s on the Sunset Strip. And this is, like, Appetite for Destruction, Vince Neal's Huge Motley Crue, blah, blah, blah. That stuff came, like, I knew it existed, but I really wasn't into music. So I sort of missed the boat on it. You know what I mean? Because I was, like, a Nirvana mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, but that's that's pre that's before Nirvana. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's why I missed the boat. Okay. Yeah. And so I didn't really like respect it. I was just like, I don't know, it's loud music, it's like party music. It it didn't it didn't really I didn't understand music. I didn't care. I didn't even understand pop culture. I was too busy going to church. So I'm reading this book now and I'm having a lot of second thoughts about my opinion on it. Because I was always like, dude, these guys are wearing pink leotards, they have girl hair, it's all teased, it's silly. I'm the other way around. Now I look back and I go, this was dangerous? Well, not so much dangerous, but I see these pictures of these guys dressed up with their mascara and stupid leather pants and everything, and I always thought, like, I always thought this is dumb and this is silly. There's always a reason for it. And if you haven't figured out the reason well, for it, now I, you did, apparently. I knew the reason, but to hear a first-hand account, he's like, yeah, we wore these stupid clothes because that's just what you did to be in a band. He's like, dude, but the girls, like, just every night just thrown at you and he's talking about these these um you know these amenities you get from being in one of these bands on sunset strip and i always knew it right but now like i have a new respect for it after reading part of this book because i'm just like this dude's going like yeah i know the look was lame it was stupid at the time we were like ah whatever he goes but it's like a means to an end mm-hmm. and i always just sort of made fun of it now i'm like man i wonder about like I see some of these early Poison records and stuff, and I'm just like, these guys are so lame on this album. But now I go, oh, they knew they ju- they were smart enough to go. It doesn't matter how lame we look. Look at right. Look at the the the, the lavish the lifestyle. The lifestyle was so lavish that it was just like. I mean, you could you could look at that now. I mean, you you just you look at who the trendsetters are, and you go, well, whether I like it or not, if that's the trend, it may be a really crappy style, like tapered sweatpants but i'm doing but it's it it's so that's over the doing. top that's it, it is so for sure that. well what i grew up listening to to grunge and alternative it wasn't over the top it's like what some flannel some dirty right. corduroys whatever yeah but i doubt those guys were, were, were bringing in 
what these no but to me that was like these guys are are still like rock stars and they're super cool or whatever yeah but it, it, i mean okay so i'm just basing this on reality bites and what's that other movie Singles, singles. Like yeah, these dudes yeah, were yeah. like done getting. They were getting off the stage and they were just like, meh, meh. I just and, thought and, that's what but, rock but, and but roll kind like, of was. I, yeah, but like, there's chicks that are th- trying to throw themselves at those dudes and they're like, meh, meh, <laughs> rather just so, sit here and strum my guitar and smoke cigarettes. It's like holding Caulfield. They're so put yeah, upon. Yeah. yeah. I and to, well, to me, it was like cool. That was showing like this stupid leotard stuff. Like, there's no integrity to that. We have integrity. We have integrity farms. So I thought like it was, I don't know. I just, I always sided with like, with thinking that Poison and Guns N' Roses and everything was so shallow and didn't have any heart. And now I'm like, oh, that's true. But they didn't care because of just the insane amount of poon getting thrown at them. Yeah. Which I guess I knew. I just seeing it from another angle, I was like, okay, they were like, I always go, you guys are trading your, you guys are trading your integrity for this. And yeah, this guy's going, we yeah, are. we were, and it was sweet. And I'm <laughs> right. like, oh, I mean, okay. But, all right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> right? I, like, Joey Diaz's podcast, every now and then he'll have, like, these, you know, like, these super great guitar players from that era. Like, he, he had, uh, um, what's his name, Ricky Rocket from Poison, and, like, you know, different different players, CC DeVille oh, or whoever. Yeah. And, and these guys will say that exact same thing, like, they're legitimate players, but at the same time, it's like, what are you in rock and roll for? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are the Bob Dylans of the world who will never be forgotten, you know, and and their music will live on forever. But when you're just a face in the crowd and you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're you're not doing it to be you're, you're just doing it to be part of this scene and and ride the wave. But there's a, there's also another reason you're doing it, right? So right, like they weren't trying to be standout. They were just trying to be, you know. Hey, we'll we'll take some too. Like, hey, let's give us a all... piece of it. Yeah, yeah. right. Because everybody's literally doing the same like chord structure. Nobody's. Everyone has like two ballads. Every, you know what I mean? Like the. I think a lot of those guys were super good players, and it was like, remember the guy Lou, whatever his name was, that that put together the new kids on the block. It was like some old fat dude out of Florida. Oh, and he also did like in sync and all. Right, this. right. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. just like, here is the formula. You give me guys right. that fit. Okay, you got the guy that looks, you know, with the curly hair. You got the guy you that the looks bad like a monkey. Boy. You got You're the gonna, bad boy. Right. You know, you got the the young one that doesn't look like he's ready to be with these dudes yet, and yeah. you know, whatever. He's to get the he's to get the way preteens. So that's no different than these these guys that are good players and these you know people are getting these recording contracts, and it's like, well, hey, can you put a band together with that guy and that guy and like right. you know do that thing and. Wrap a couple of scarves around a microphone and right, get, and that's get it done. I, always how I thought about it. But I mean, this guy goes on about how they like. He's he, like, he's like, we were legit. Like, he spent years becoming a great musician. Oh, absolutely, like yeah. different styles, jazz, and all this other stuff. So to go like, we know how to play music inside and out so thoroughly, uh, just so that we could put these leotards on and play these five chords and rock it. <laughs> like, it's it's so crazy to me. Yeah, but. It all comes down to one thing, you know. So at the at the end of the day, uh, well, you go back to, to this like Cro Magnon like three things, and if you take the rock and roll out, just two, <laughs> you know. So uh, it's understandable, and it's it's sort of like you said. I look back on it now, and I'm like, this is what was dangerous. It, it's it's literally oh. it's pop music. It's straight up pop music with well, except for the shredding. electric guitar. They shred, yeah, though. and you got like you know 
some good players, either, whether it be the drummer or an exceptional guitar player. Usually, well, the ones that sell that sold a lot, right? Were very, yeah, you're right. Because you, you, it's the same you thing with a, you. It's the same thing with all kinds of music. You just, like that's why that's why it's cool when you strip songs down acoustic. They can be done a lot of times because it's like the same song, just quieter, or this one is louder. You you know what I mean? Like, but it's there's only seven notes, dude. You know, you could put on a pop station right well, now. You could of. put um. Uh, what, what's the big Bon Jovi song? Uh, Wanted, Dead or Alive? No. What's his big one? How about bom, 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 Yeah, that's bom, the one bom, I was thinking bom, of. Chico, baco, chico. So, so, what is that one? Uh, Somebody used to work on the docks. <laughs> Every, so fucking, everybody from New Jersey talking about working on the docks. Is that the only job out Living there? on a prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so living on... I was, th- I was going through the lyrics while you were, you were wasting Bed of Roses? But... My my thing is this: you could almost you could play that on an oldie station. You could play it on a classic rock station. At this point, you could play it on a pop station. It transcends all forms of music outside of like yeah. rap. You could even probably play it on the the country station. It's bad in all forms. But what I'm saying is, is it 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 reaches a mass audience because it has appeal for whatever reason. Everybody just recognizes it. Goes, that's a jamming song. Like right, wrong, or indifferent. I just went to the. I went to the church of Kurt Cobain, and Kurt Cobain said, "It ain't about the all this glitz and glamour. It's about like, I got something to say, man. Like it's my voice. How'd that right? work out for him? Uh, great. I mean, he's one of the best of all time. Okay. You know, best voice. Well, we can't say time. he's one of the best of all time because I feel like yes, we he, can. He, well, he's he, one of the most he, iconic voices. Of yeah, all time. for the short time he was he was doing it. See, si, correct though. Yeah. So iconic voices. Uh, but well, if you stick around, you become any veteran. You're at Wrigley Field every goddamn day <laughs> and singing about the Cubs. Jesus Christ! I mean, I like Pearl Jam, but come on, dude. The, we, you uh, like we all like baseball, all right? Move on. This is like Aquaman all over again. I don't know. Did you can compare the two? That's definitely Apple. Well, I'm going to compare Jason it. By I'm sick of hearing about Eddie both Vetter. of them. I will definitely agree. I just think, I just wanted to bring it up because again, I thought it was an interesting topic, and I always do, and I'll probably bring it up again in a year from now. Because uh, I always like to reach out to people and find out what they were listening to and what it's timely. It's like a time capsule, like what our parents thought, you know, their parents didn't like Elvis and, yeah. you know, thought, oh, you know, the Rolling Stones are dangerous and, you know, the Beatles are dangerous and the Beach Boys yeah. are dangerous, especially when, you know, when they started <laughs> doing drugs and everything. I think I haven't read the lyrics to Minnie the Moocher. But I feel like for us... I, I don't know that looking back that Motley Crue or Judas Priest or that, that's even harder like Dokken or Winger or any of these things were at all uh, well, groundbreaking. There, but there or, was so much um, symbolism and stuff about like sex and there's a lot of satanic like stuff like played yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So the, like the theater like, of it, like the Ozzy and mm. everything. You know what I mean? That's another one I would have had to hide for sure. Yeah, I figured. I think I did hide "No More Tears" that album, which is which is like it's not. <laughs> most ten- yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not like Blizzard of Oz or like uh, yeah. you know Black Sabbath. It's not Diary of a Madman, but I don't. I don't know, but I had to anyways. But now, the bar is so low that I have to censor the music that I play for, for when my kids are in the car. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like we're listening to that. My my daughter really likes that pop song, um, "Close to Me" by Ellie Goulding. Elliot Gould? El- El- <laughs> by Elliot Gould. <laughs> she loves Elliot Gould. Okay. I don't know why you're standing so close to me. That's not, that's, I don't know, that's a Jewish accent, but not him. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Gould. He's, no, anyways. All right, listen. But she likes this pop song, and I have to, like, 
cough over certain parts because it's this it's it's like this because it's this like nice cute like pretty pop song but this dude's talking about like what his bitch does and how he doesn't f with her and it sounds cute sounds adorable well i just you know when the rap guy comes in to do his part and then muddies up at least they so they're not doing the uh yeah now they actually have like vulgar words to say okay what come on yeah what come on (laughs) Um, no, he, you know, how, like there's like every nice pop song and they feel like they have to cram mm-hmm. in the guy to talk about it's how... for that crossover appeal, dude. But it's like, you have this song about like, it'll be like Katy Perry talking about like, she's so close to heaven and the guy comes up and he's like, yeah, smacking my bitch. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? Like, I never understood. I never understood when they have the rapper do a guest spot. I would like to see what that is like. Like when they talk, like when they go, Hey, here's kind of what the song's about. We kind of want you to stay on the same theme. I wonder if they do that. If they're like, hey, just do your thing. Just spit your... like, Because a lot of times the rap lyric is or verse is really almost nothing about right. the rest of the song. Right. Well, it's like, you ever see the documentary on Tupac where it says like he just went in the studio and literally just rapped off the top of his head and like busted out like, you know, number one hits? Oh, yeah. Like the dude didn't write things down. He didn't necessarily even remember memorize Whoa. stuff, but he was like, he went out there and just wrapped off the top of his head and then maybe when he performed it, it a wasn't... lot of it was yeah 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 so that's crazy jay-z is notorious for that well, that's his thing is that he never like he just yeah, goes I mean, he, and... he raps a hell of a lot slower and like you know more methodical i don't know yeah a little wayne used to but i don't know the, but the point is i always wonder if they talk to him like hey this song is actually about true love so we'd like you to not you know, not make the song. He's like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Like, he comes in, like, they start rapping at first, and then it's just, like, immediately it's, like, I'm flossing. Like, I got all these necklaces in my bitch. And then, like, one of the editors is just like, or the producer is just like, hold on, hold on. Like, I like what you're doing. It's just that, remember when we talked about how this song is about, like, staying together, like, for the children or whatever? And you just, it just keep I just, saying bitch over and I over. I just think they have so much cachet because they're a cool rapper that, like, some pop stars just going like oh yeah like whatever you want to do like you know leon from curb your enthusiasm i feel like every rapper is the same way where right. like, i'm just gonna come in and i'm, I'm gonna, gonna say whatever my... i want to say i'm gonna do my thing <laughs> right. do you th- now i've always said i'm a really big fan of the weekend do you think that they try to steer him in other directions and no matter what it just comes back to what he graphically wants to do to women's bodies like no matter what yeah, probably. I I feel like like the uh, like the producers are gonna play a beat and go like, listen, like, all right, we got this nice beat. Now, I know normally you talk a lot about the ladies and like taking pills and and stuff like that, but like this song, we kind of want to do like a um, we want to do a thing. We want to talk about like how fathers need to be there for their sons. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is gonna be sort of like the the feel is gonna be like like where were you, dad? You know? And he's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And like the, the beat comes on, he plays for a minute. And he's like, all right, mm mm mm. I want to take your clothes off with the lights on. And like, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They have to like stop the tape. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, they're like, hey, we know what you normally do. Like it normally works. It's just that we want to go in a different Diversify direction. Diversify a little And bit. he's like, no, no, I got it. I got it. And then as soon as they play the tape again, he's just like. But he goes into a trance and he he, he can't. Uh, yeah. Like. like he can't differentiate. Four between... bars in, he's instantly just like, girl, let me take your, like, your shirt off. And just like no, just no matter what. Just his own nipples. That's it. This is like, like no matter what they do. Is he? Would you say he's the? I don't even know if they're called the odds anymore, but the the twenty twenties or the twenty teens Prince. Yeah, is well, that? Do people like him? He's to like Prince? Prince and Michael Jackson put together. Yeah, because he sounds a lot like Michael Jackson, but he's 
is sexual, like like Prince. Mm. I was having that thought the other day because I I got his new song stuck in my head, and the very first line, like I know he's like straight up about it, but the very first line in the song is he says, "I want to f you good with the lights on." Like that's like that's what he starts with, and so I had that thought. I was just like, "There's got to be." You're thinking of me and my wife in an Uber in Florida, just cringing. <laughs> yes, and I'm thinking of the like the producer going. I know you're eventually going to get to that part in the song, but do you think we could start with like, like, like you look beautiful tonight. We're going to have a good time. It's like, do you need to go right to f- like fifth base right. in the very first line? And I wonder if he's just like, just like, I'm sorry, I got carried away. I got carried right. away. And they Does try he dial it back from there. Um, or is that pretty much the steady pace he keeps the whole time? He dials it back a little yeah. bit. Well, because then he has to. Maybe find- he's doing like a Tarantino esque. You know, he's going backwards. Manipulated like, chronology. The last verse of the song is like, <laughs> bitch, I'll pick you up in my ride. Right. That's right. all it is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. Give me that number. <laughs> I'd like to take you out sometime. While I'm in the singing mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember Air Todd, our old friend Air Todd? Yeah. So, How could I not? He had a song at one point in time. Well, here, check this one out. Now Okay, so Air Todd has a question. It's been a while, and he writes in this. If you were in a social setting and someone wanted to introduce you to a person, into per- someone, if you were in a social setting and someone wanted to introduce you to person A, and person A was blank, certain clothes, drinking non-craft beer, skating by himself during couples only. Okay, Todd. Would you refuse he to meet him? He didn't come directly at you with that last one. <laughs> refuse to meet them. If So he goes further to explain this. If Ben wanted to introduce you to someone or vice versa, what would someone have to do where whatever that would make you refuse to meet them? So what I get from this is he's saying like we're in the same room. You're talking to someone and I can visually see that person or overhear your conversation, and then you come over to me and say, hey, I'd like you to meet this person. Mm. What would be a 100% no-go for me uh, to want to meet that person? For you, or are you asking? Well, that's what he's asking. So for me, an easy... If I was trying to introduce you to someone, what's a... what's a Yeah, I'm going to go... Yeah, for me, pass. it is an easy, overt... If the guy is doing easy, overt racist talk before I run into him, you know what I mean? Like if I'm just like, if I'm making my plate of of chips and dip or whatever, because I can do chips now. Racist jokes or just genuinely no, just straight talk? up like you're good with the racist joke. Yeah, I mean, we'll you see know, what he's got. dude, uh, jokes have a little more leeway. Right. I'm talking about like if a guy is just like, 
I don't want any of those, you know, whatever, like just right. throwing slurs out saying like, they're not going to be any ends here, are right. there? You know what I mean? Like right. stuff like if it's, I introduce you to that person, dude, I grew up in Hessville. Okay. I ran across a lot of people who just kind of start talking by the races they don't right. like, you know? Um, I remember I've been at a couple parties where just immediately, like this person's just trying to let everyone know how racist they are. Right. Like no one asked. No I told one, you before when that happens and someone makes like a like a Jewish joke and then I'm like, hey, kind well, of that would Jewish. be the same go, thing. Oh well, not you though. Yeah, no, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like that would be the same thing if somebody was just right. like, ah, Jew, this, Jew, this. I would just be like, don't introduce me. I don't want, like, <laughs> can't bring that into my life. I don't have room for that. I have nothing but negative shit to say to that person. Like <laughs> right. nothing but bad stuff to say. That would be an, an easy giveaway. All right, well, let's one. go back and forth. So okay, that's, that's, that's one. First that's for one you. for sure. I'm gonna say not like Lou Dombrowski racism. Like he's like, wow. he's like, you remember Lou Dombrowski yes. was the Hessville character. Like that guy would be like, that guy would be like, yeah, I used to play a lot of basketball. You know what I mean? I don't play a lot of basketball anymore. I mean, you know, the blacks pretty much play most of the basketball, but there are right guys. Like that's, that's like, that's subtle racism. Weave it in. Yeah, that's subtle. And he's trying to fight the good fight. He just can't. Is he trying? Or is he just trying Lou's, to also, Lou's is he trying. also trying to raise a flag and see who, <laughs> see who salutes it? No, you know I mean? like, Lou, Lou knows he's been bested. Yeah. He's just throwing a jab on the way out the door. So there's not really a threat there. Steampunk or super goth guy? <laughs> Jesus. This, if, where are we even at? If, if, this is a weird party. This guy's... Well, I think he, he was going more on behavior, right? Mm. So maybe let's just throw there. Are you talking about the guy with like a steampunk monocle? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's maybe throw their decor And maybe a, like an umbrella that's like like a, uh, what do they call it when you have the uh, the tattoo where you can see inside their skin? It's like micro or, or bio, bio. Oh, God. The like guy with a, bio, a biomech umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. Well, I liked his example of the guy who skates only. Or skates by himself during couple skating because yeah. that shows disregard for everybody. Like yeah. I just, I just do what I want. Uh, I think maybe if I see a guy grab something off of a grill, and he's the guest at a party, and like <laughs> it's not his turn, like he hasn't been offered the food, if the guy just comes up and starts going like, "Hey, what are you cooking?" and grabbing mm-hmm. it straight off the grill, I don't think I need to talk to that guy at all. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, the guy that shows up to the party. A one oh. And he's got a beer in it. He's 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 had a couple of travelers okay. on the way in. And it's it's a it's a it's a it's a low fi party and the dude's already coming in life of the party. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then I'll add to also the guy who immediately starts asking about chicks at the party, even though he didn't bring one. <laughs> What's a chick situation here? Yeah, like who's like how many hey, how many of these chicks are married to you? What's guys? her sign? Yeah. What's is that situation? your is that your wife? Oh no no! I was just gonna say like, uh, good for you, bro. I, like, uh, uh, are you guys cool? Are you guys doing good? <laughs> right, right. The guy that's, that's that's totally asking about all the women at the party, trying to find out which one's single. Yeah, what like you know the guy. We'll let that... you know, dude. We'll let you know if we think there's a ma- a mate for you. What about uh, the person who comes in, not necessarily talking about politics, but like uh, bitching about teachers' pay or whatever their industry is specific. About the hardships of their industry hmm. at a party, like it's they want to. Not the- going to add to the party. It's not going to add to the fun. I would also say the guy that walks in immediately talking about the Cheeto president, blah blah yeah, blah, right. or 
the, the guy, opposite. Or the opposite. Or the opposite. The guy who's walking and talking about, like, I, my if his cup says leftist tears on it, I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. I don't need that guy. What about the guy who you're playing, or guy or girl, I should say, you're playing music at your party or you're at a party, and they immediately look for the host to be like, hey, can I can I hook up my playlist <laughs> why can't i come or to they party? immediately want to switch just, up the playlist is this because is, you're talking about me now because we're talking about your roller skating <laughs> i think i've probably been the guy before that's like hey is there a way to hook up i know you've probably been the guy that goes you got a you got a guitar yeah yeah oh, yeah i've probably but not at like a small like that's tough that's really tough because i i i like, like you to start noodling a little bit i like to find the guitar and play in the corner a little bit like but you, why? No, I mean like if no one's looking. Yeah, but you—that's how. You, but you want people. No, to but be, here's the thing: because once you play, go home, then man. No, play. no, but I'm aware that once you're playing, everything else has to stop, or else it's weird. Right. You either have to pay attention to you or don't, and I don't care for that. I don't want <laughs> that many eyes. You know what I mean? That's the same as like holding up the the line because you have a coupon. Like it just makes you feel like a piece of garbage. I care for that one bit. <laughs> I but I've but I've but I've done it. That Just, does not surprise me. I know from experience, you know. Anything else? Any other? I got drunk and played Son of a Bitch one time during a boxing show or whatever. What's Son was, of a Bitch? That song by... Uh... Now you're messing with a son of a bitch? No, no. <laughs> I'm Nathaniel, like, awesome. Nathaniel Rateliff. I don't know who that is. Son of a bitch. Isn't that the guy that's Harry Potter? That's a good song. Uh, that, yes. He's also, <laughs> Isn't that his he's name? All, yeah, he's also good music. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a different guy. That's Nathaniel Radcliffe. <laughs> But I don't. I don't see any difference. What did you say? Rate left. Rate left. That's I'm the probably... same name. You're just pronouncing <laughs> I mean, it different. I, I guarantee it's spelled as a no, C. Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Okay, <laughs> that's fine too. That's fine. Well, there you go, Todd. They're both really good musicians. I'd love to hear your uh, who you wouldn't want to be introduced to. But I mean, other than that, like overt. I man, I don't know the guy that talks about fighting all the time. You know what I mean? How about the, the guy that just talks about fights like he's looking for a fight at your party? No, the guy that's out of shape but wearing full tap out gear. I've said this before. Or like you know, you know what I mean? Like he's like he's talking about what fights are coming up, and he's like super out of shape but wearing the flat brim hat and the tap out stuff. Right. And it's like right, he's right. never actually done any martial arts. Oh, he can't even do push ups. He can't even jump rope. He's bar tough. According to him, but he's never actually been tested. He's going to tell you uh, why T.J. Dillashaw is actually a pussy. <laughs> right. About how that guy actually is all show. Right. This guy's a showboater. He's not like, yeah. That's probably my number one hated. That guy's a boring fighter. Whenever I that see it. That guy's surely going to say he's a boring fighter. Who who wears a triple X shirt that's a, like a, a, a veritable like tough guy, like professional fighter wise? You know what I mean? Like, why do they even make those shirts that big? Oh, I mean, just for the fat people that like the sport. <laughs> right. that, that, that's all it is. Yeah, but it, it's just like, it's. I don't know, man. I feel like if you put a tap-out shirt on, I feel like if you put a tap-out shirt on, you're sort of sending up a signal, and uh, you're letting the world know that you're you're one tough cookie. You should be called out for for such. Well, you, people should come up and do that flinch thing to you. Yeah. You know, just cock, cock your and, hand back and, and then and smooth, and you and flinch, smooth you your fingers. And you turn your shirt inside out. And smooth your fingers through your hair. I I go I went the opposite route, man. I'm supposed to play in this like company volleyball tournament thing. Mm-hmm. They volleyball. Say, oh yeah, dude. Because I'm super tough, you know. Yeah. So, um, they're having a volleyball tournament, 
and I was immediately like, yeah, dude, I want to be on your team. I played like, dude, I played like three years of volleyball for my church, okay? So I can throw down bump, set, spike. That's, those are the three rules I live by. Bump, set, spike. I wake up, I bump, I set, and then I spike. But I went the other way with the uniform because I lost a little bit of weight and I want to look yoked. So they're like, hey, what size? No, I said large, XL, whatever. Oh, no. I said, I said, just medium. Dude, I was like, give me the smallest shirt you can possibly get. I want to, I want to like. You just give a half shirt. Like yeah. Like I want, I want it to be like just above my belly button. <clears throat> I was like, yeah, no, give me a medium. Give me whatever. Because this time, similar to the fat guy. But with volleyball, you have to jump. So you're going to be, it's going to have to keep pulling it's it down. It's the mind game. It's the intimidation. Every time I, that shirt comes up, they're going to know what? that that's coming for them next time. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, but I did tell him to give me a medium, so we're gonna see. Either I'm not, a, either I didn't lose as much weight as I thought, or it's gonna look like. And now you're stuck with it because they're like, we we don't have time to order you another one. Well, I was like, hey, if it's if it doesn't look good, I'll just Hulk it. I guess you could do that. I'll just like tear it down the middle. I'll take the sleeves off right away. I'll act like I'll act shirtless? like I do it. Uh, no, I'm not gonna Hulk it all the way. I'm gonna Hulk it just a little bit. Well, Hulk only rips his in the back, doesn't he? And until he rips it completely off. No, I'm just saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear the sleeves off like Mac from sunny Philadelphia, and I'm going to Hulk it elsewhere if it needs be, and then I'm just going to show up and I'm going to ball out. There's not a lot of real estate, so it might be... Might it's going to be good. It's going to be a volleyball tournament, and you're going to hear about it. You're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're probably going to you're probably gonna hear about it before I can tell you. You're going to be like, be. hey, did you hear how good Ben was in that volleyball tournament? That's possible. And then, uh, you know, I'll let you... I'll let you just watch the highlight reel, and then you can tell me what you, how you, how you think it was. You know I will. And that is episode 2003 of the Hit My Man podcast. Later. <laughs>